friends, it gives me great joy to reach out to you this day also with the word of God. And I want to talk to you today about the dynamics of real love. Just to base my message on a particular scripture portion, let me read to you from Mark's Gospel, 12th chapter, verses from 28 to 34. Then one of these scribes came and asked Jesus, which is the first commandment of all? Jesus answered him, the first of all the commandments is, Hear, O Israel, the Lord your God, the Lord is one. And you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. This is the first commandment. And the second is like it. It is this. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than this. So the scribe said to him, Well said, teacher, you have spoken the truth, for there is one God, and there is no other but he. And to love him with all the heart, with all the understanding, with all the soul, and with all this thing, and to love one's neighbor as oneself is more than all the whole burnt offerings and sacrifices. Now, when Jesus saw that he answered wisely, he said to him, You are not far from the kingdom of God, but after that no one dared ask him any question. Dear friends, I want to deal with this, the dynamics of love. And this particular scribe came to Jesus and asked him a question. Asking a question, I construe it as offering a prayer. And Jesus was facing the people of Israel who were, addict, who were rather uh, ardently trying to follow the Mosaic law. But at the same time, they have been adding a lot of traditional values, traditional ideas into the Mosaic law. And Jesus was a person who was telling the truth. And this particular scribe, scribe in those days was supposed, supposedly a person who was a person who was learned in Mosaic law, an interpreter of the law, and they used to discuss with the things of the law with the people of people and also add certain things to the law. Sometimes such addition became detriment of religion. It became defective for the religious progress. So in that situation, this particular Mosaic, in that situation, this particular scribe came and asked Jesus, what are the, what is the greatest commandment? Though this man's scribe was a person who was learned in all the Mosaic law, he was not able to put his finger and understand what is the greatest of all commandment. Now, Jesus answered him in a wise manner and he said, Loving God the Father with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength and with all your mind and loving one, oneself and others, the neighbors, are the two great commandments. And Jesus said, and on these two commandments hang the law and the prophets, the whole Old Testament. And I would say, in Jesus Christ, when we obey all these laws, these two great commandments, everything is embodied in Jesus Christ. The great commandments consolidate the whole Bible. So, dear friends, let me just place before you a few dynamics of real love. I want to deal with you this day about the dynamics of real love. I want to deal with these points under four subheadings. Dynamics of loving God, dynamics of loving others, dynamics of love affairs. What is our responsibility? And then they'll conclude. Number one, dynamics of loving God. Dear friends, the word of God says, Jesus said, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and the great commandment. Now, how to love God? Unless we know who God is, Unless we know what God has done to us, we would not be in a position to love him. If we do not know him personally, we will not be able to understand him and love him. So, dear friends, in the word of God, let me just read a few verses from John's Gospel, 3rd chapter, 14 to 18. 
And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man must be lifted up. And whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but should have everlasting life. For God did not send his Son, Jesus Christ, into this world to condemn the world, but the world might, might be saved through him. So, dear friends, this is the expression. This is the expression of God's love that we read in the word of God. When we understand what God has done for us on Calvary, in the body, in the life of Jesus Christ, on the body of Jesus Christ, we would be able to understand God's love better. Unless we come to the cross of Jesus, we cannot understand God's love. Unless we understand God's love, we would not be able to reciprocate the love that God has shown to us to him. So, dear friends, we must understand the great sacrifice that God had to do on the cross when he submitted his son Jesus Christ to die for us. Now, we must really understand the implication of that great sacrifice that was brought on, on, on Calvary. Now, dear friends, there is a great man of God named Andrew Murray. He wrote in one of his books, even if there had been only one sinner, Jesus would have died for that particular sinner. And if it is needed, he will die again. Jesus need not die again. One death is enough for us. But at the same time, we must understand, coming closer to the Lord Jesus, coming to the cross of Jesus, we should understand God's love for us so that we would be able to love him with all our heart, with all our mind, with all our strength, and with all our soul. How to love God? Come to the cross of Jesus with repentance and faith and receive his salvation. Unless people receive the salvation that God has acquired for us on Calvary through Jesus Christ, nobody will be able to love him. So accept his salvation and then accept him as your savior. Then the anointing of the Holy Spirit will come upon you. The love of God can be shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Spirit. Without the help of the Holy Spirit in our hearts, we will have no love for Jesus. We will have no, no love of Jesus in our own heart. So once we come into this process of salvation and grow in sanctification and being filled by the Holy Spirit, we cannot really love God. So here the word of God says, the greatest commandment is, you love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind, and with all your strength. This concerns the whole personality. And you love the Lord with all your heart. And also one criteria of understanding whether we love him or not is obedience to his word. If you read John's Gospel 14, chapter 23rd verse, uttered this word, Jesus answered and said to him, If anyone loves me, he will keep my word. And my father will love him. We will come and make our abode with him. So dear friends, if you say that you love the Lord Jesus Christ, one touchstone is this. Are you obeying God's word? You hear God's word through messages, through television, or you may be reading God's word, but are you able to obey God's word? So this is very important. If you have to love the Lord Jesus Christ with all your heart, with all your mind, you must know what he has done for you and Calvary. Moving on to the second point, dynamics of loving others. The second is like the first one, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. So there are two categories, two points there under this, under this subheading. One is loving yourself. Usually, when we say we love ourselves, it may be self-love. Not loving ourselves because we are worthy of love. Unless a person comes to the Lord Jesus Christ, understands the salvation plan of God, receives his salvation, he or she will not be able to accept them as honorable people, as nice people. 
You know, I know before I came to the Lord Jesus Christ, I used to hate myself because my thought process was not right before God. Once Jesus saved me, I began to have self-understanding. I began to have self-esteem. So dear friends, if you have to love yourself, you must understand who you are. At the same time, quite a few people, people have self-love. I remember reading a portion of uh, Shakespeare's plays, one of his uh, comedies, Twelfth Night. And one character there, his name is Malvolio. About Malvolio, Shakespeare writes, he was sick of self-love. He had different opinion about himself. He thought he was a great person. So he was sick of self-love. Many people who are not saved are sick of self-love. That is not what the word of God is telling you about. If you love the Lord God with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your strength and all your soul, then you will understand who you are. Understand that Jesus accepted you. Understand that Jesus has accepted you and you will accept yourself as a person whom God has cleansed. Then you will have all the grace to love yourself. Then you will be in the right motivation. You will have the right motivation. You will have the right aspect to love your neighbor as yourself. So dear friend, my question that I place before you is, are you able to love God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength and with all your mind? If you are not able to love the Lord in that position, you will not understand what God has done for you and you will not be able to love yourself in the right perspective. The second point in that category is love others as yourself. Now, loving others as yourself calls for understanding others' needs, accepting others as they are. Forgive them if they have done anything wrong to you. Treat them as Jesus would treat others and as Jesus has treated you. Now, when you love others as yourself, you will be in a position to help others whenever they are in need. Say, for example, 1 John 3rd chapter 17 to 18, if I read, But whosoever has this world's goods and sees his brother in need and shuts up his heart from him, how does the love of God abide in him? My little children, let us not love in word or in tongue, but in deed and in truth. Say, for example, a person who is rich, he has a lot of goods in this world. When he sees a brother or another person who is in need, if he shuts his heart of compassion, he is not loving the other person as he ought to love. So this is one aspect of loving the other person. Let me ask a question. When you see a poor person, when you see a person, a brother who is in need, are you able to share what you have with you? If it is not there, you are not loving your neighbor as yourself. Now, St. Paul speaks about carrying one another's burden. I'll read to you Galatians 6 chapter verses 2 to 5. Bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. If anyone thinks himself to be something, when he is nothing, he deceives himself. But let each one examine his own work and then he will have rejoicing in himself alone and not in another. For each one shall bear his own burden. Two points are here. One is let every man bear his own burden. Another is bear one another's burden. Bear one another's burden so and so fulfill the law of Christ. Here the word burden, in Greek it is baros. Baros means a person carrying heavy burden. He is not able to carry on his own. So when people are carrying such heavy burden, it is imperative that we give a shoulder to share in the bearing of that baros, this big, big burden. At the same time, the same portion, St. Paul says, each one shall bear his own burden. You know, we as responsible people with volitional will and power of choice, God has considered us as persons. And he has given to us loads. Load means in uh, Greek it is 
fortion. Fortion means a little load that we have to carry. Jesus said, if you want to follow me, take up your cross and follow me. And elsewhere Jesus says, come unto me and learn of me. My yoke is not heavy, it is light. So dear friends, as believers, as individuals, we have to carry our own load. But when it becomes a heavy load, we'll have to share it with other people. So dear friend, if you love God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, you'll be in a position to understand yourself and love yourself because God has accepted you, because God has cleansed you. You feel clean inside. You will have all the grace to love yourself. Then you'll have the impetus to love one another. You'll, you'll be able to love others in sharing what you have with them and showing God's love in and through you to other people and helping them by praying and also sharing your goods and also sharing one another's burden. So dear friends, sometimes people feel they are not able to bear their own burden. They feel I am carrying a cross that is too heavy for me to carry. There was a sister who was feeling like that. She went and prayed and said, Lord, my cross is too heavy for me. I'm not able to bear my cross. And after prayer, she went to sleep and in, in her sleep, she had a dream. She was carrying her cross and going into a room led by an angel. And in that room, a lot of crosses were there, small, big and beautiful crosses, studded, um, I mean, uh, diamond studded crosses were there, hard crosses were there. This lady went in and the angel said, you just choose what cross you need. She laid on her cross somewhere and she began to look for crosses. Some crosses were beautiful but too heavy to carry. Some crosses were studded with beautiful uh, jewels but on the back of it some thorns were there. So she tied quite a few uh, crosses and at the end when she was about to go out of the room, she found a cross. She said, this applies to me. She carried it and the angel said, just wait and see what is the cross that you are carrying. Then to her own uh, dismay or rather to her own understanding she found that she was carrying her own cross. I tell you God will not overburden you. When you love the Lord with all your heart what he wants you to carry you will carry. You will never say oh, this is too much for me I'm not able to carry. Why you are suffering beyond your capacity to manage yourself because you're deviating away from God. In that situation it is imperative that you come closer to God understand his love understand where you are Repent if there are anything for which you have to repent and then love God with all your heart. God gave his own son Jesus Christ on the cross for us. What he wants us to do to him is love him in return. Unreciprocated love is wounded love. How many of you can say that you love the Lord Jesus with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your soul and with all your strength? When I pray, I still say, Lord, I love you. Give me grace to love you more. If you are not able to tell Jesus that you love him, you are a liar. You can tell others, yes, I love Jesus. But if you are really loving Jesus, you will openly tell him when you pray, Lord, I love you. I want to love you more. If you love Jesus with all your heart, you will be in a position to love one another. The third section that I want to place before you is dynamics of love affairs. Dear friends, there are many people who misuse the word love. In this modern, postmodern scenario, the word love is misused. For anything and everything, they say, yeah, love. So I love you, they say. But I want to just place before you a few categories of love affairs. Love affair means a romantic or sexual relationship between two people who are not married to one another. I wish to explain to you a few types of love affairs. One is puppy love. 
he, uh, this, it is so, so called as crush or calf love or kitten love. It expresses feeling of love, romance or attraction between two people, though they may be in childhood or preteens or adolescence. So, now what happens is when preteens enter into this type of puppy love, if they are not careful, if their parents are not teaching them the right values of right love, they may enter into deeper problem because of the relationship with the other sex. The next is infatuation. Infatuation is being smitten in the state of being carried away by an unreasoned passion of love. You look at a girl or a boy and they say, ah, oh, I'm just smitten, I'm smitten by this person. There again, it is more biological drive of sexual desire. In that situation, if they are not able to control themselves and bring themselves in the right values, they may land in um, problems, they may um, begin to have sexual relationship and that land them in great problems. Another point is romance. People express, uh, it is an expression of pleasurable feeling between two people. Emotional attraction, it is based usually on eros, that is sexual uh, desire, not agape love. Agape love is a giving love, that love is not there. Even here, if it is not controlled properly, they may enter into deeper intimate relationship with the other person and they may damage their personality. Now there is incest. In many families, when boys and girls, daughters and sons are born, parents are not having wisdom enough to keep them in a balanced situation. When children grow, do not allow them to sleep together in one room. In many homes I have seen, people enter into this type of incest. And in this scenario, when the media is providing them all the dirt that is possible, and young people get into boys and daughters, sons and daughters, get into this type of relationship, they, they destroy their lives. And in some other category, genuine love may be there. There may be cases of boys and girls who come to marriageable age when they become young and then youngsters when they look at a boy or a girl, they might feel that they would want to marry them. In such cases, they, they want to marry. They do not want to play around. Some cases, not all. Even in that situation, problems may arise because the family background, different caste systems and different religious system as we have in our country. So when youngsters fall in love like this, though they may be genuine, it, they land in problem. In quite a few cases, they, they commit suicide and they get into a lot of problems. When parents cumble such people and get them married to somebody else and they are not able to live properly, lot of familial problems can come. Difference, the tragic situation that we find in the present times is when there is one-sided love resulting in self-mutilation or suicide or murder, love failures resulting in suicide. You know, these people are not having real love. It is not love that God gives to such people. So, dear friends, we must understand these dynamics. Some people say, oh, he fell in love. Love will never fall. Love failure. Love will never fail. What fails is lust that fails. So we must be careful to understand this dynamic so that we can guide our own children, the young people who are in our, among us in the right perspective. Years back, one young man came to me with a problem. He was not able to pin his um, the, 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 the um, button here in his shirt. He kept his uh, shirt loose. And when he just removed his sleeve, there were 30 or 35 cuts each hand. Around 60 cuts were there. When he was in love with a girl who was two years older than him. And that fellow will say, 
why are you talking to me? I am like your elder sister. I don't want to love you. This fellow get upset, come and take a blade, cut himself. I was able to see fresh wounds and healed wounds and healed scars, self-mutilation. This is what's happening among young people today, quite a few young people today. So, dear friends, we must be very careful to teach young people about real love. Unless we love the Lord God with all your heart, all of our heart, love others as ourselves, we will not understand dynamics of this love. You know, there are quite a few people, so many people say, you fall in love, don't worry about anything, you fall in love. Another pastor was telling, you fall in love, then ask for God's will. God is not a person who will come and put a rubber stamp on your decision. So, dear friends, many people teach wrong things and destroy the young people's lives. So, dear friends, some people prophesy and say, God is showing me that you must love a particular person. I remember in one particular city, one young girl was uh, approaching a pastor and asking her, asking him to guide her to get a life partner. This person brought a young man and said, God is telling me you must marry him. What happened was this, they got married. He was a very handsome man. They got married. For one year, they never had relationship, never had sexual relationship. They, it was, the marriage was annulled. You know why? This man was a homosexual. How can pastors give this type of wrong prophecies to people? Now, dear friends, in this scenario, what is our responsibility? Love God completely, love ourselves correctly, love others compassionately. I'll repeat this dictum again. Love God completely. God gave his son totally for our own sake. We must be able to love God completely, love ourselves correctly, not loving ourselves too much or hating ourselves. Love ourselves correctly, love others compassionately. Now, dear friends, teach our young children to do God's will. This is very important. We must teach our children how to do God's will. When you as parents, when you know how to do God's will, you'll be in a better position to teach your youngsters how to do God's will. So, dear friends, let me look at the question that this scribe asked Jesus. He came to the Lord Jesus and said, Master, tell me what is the greatest commandment of all. When Jesus explained these, to this, these things to this scribe, the scribe said to him, Well said, teacher. Just imagine, look at the irony. Jesus is the truth. He is the greatest of all teachers. He spoke to this young man and said, Loving God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength is the first commandment. Love others like yourself. Jesus spoke these things. This man said, well said teacher. He was trying to appreciate Jesus. Why did he do that? Why did he do that? And he began to explain and said, you have spoken the truth for there is one God and there is no other but he. And to love him with all the heart, with all the understanding, with all the soul, with all the strength. And to love one's neighbor as thyself is more than the whole burnt offerings and sacrifices. Yet, yes, it is good. Jesus did not tell him, okay, you are a very good person. You have done it right and nicely you are going to heaven. You know what Jesus said? You know what, this, what Jesus told this man? When Jesus saw that he answered wisely, he said to him, You are not far from the kingdom of God. After that, no one dared to ask questions to Jesus. You are not far from the kingdom of God. This scribe knew the law. This, he learned something fresh from Jesus Christ, but he never committed himself to love the Lord. He was talking to Jesus wisely. Jesus knows the hearts of everyone. So Jesus spoke to this man and said, You are not far from the kingdom of God, but still you are outside the kingdom of God. You know, there are many people who can appreciate good messages, sermon tasters. They may say, brother, you spoke nicely. 
Jesus spoke nicely, wisely, everything can be there. But are you obeying what God is asking you to obey? If not, you, Jesus would have to tell you, you are not far from the kingdom of God, but still you are away from the, you are not far from the kingdom of God, but you are outside the kingdom of God. You are not inside the kingdom of God. Jesus said, I am the door. If a person enters in, he shall be saved. He shall go in and out and find pasture. The Lord will guide such people. My question to you, dear friends, is you may be going to churches. You may be listening to God's word. You may say, well, it is beautifully done. It is very good message. Are you obeying what God is asking you to obey? Understand God's love and then you will be in a position to love the Lord with all your heart. The first of all commandments is, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. And you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. And this is the first commandment. And the second like is like it is. And the second like it is this. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater, greater than this. Dear friends, hearing God's word is one thing. Obeying is another thing. Now, are you longing to obey God's word? When you obey God's word, when you love him with all your heart, when you love your neighbor as yourself, through you, all God has planned for you will be conducted. God has a purpose in bringing you into this world. You have to learn to obey what God wants you to obey. Love Him with all your heart and get all the opportunities that God can provide for you to spread the love of God to others by your word and by your life. I remember a great saint of God, his name was St. Francis of Assisi. He lived in the 13th century. Though he was under the papacy, he was a person who was really loving the Lord with all his heart, who forsook everything to follow the Lord Jesus Christ. When he began a group of um, and, uh, the Franciscan order number one with a lot of friars, a lot of brothers together, they used to go to uh, various places to serve people and they used to go to Leprosorium. And one day when these brothers came back to St. Francis, they said, Father, we are not able to help a particular brother, a man who is having um, terrible sickness, um, leprosy was there, his whole body is stinking, we are not able to go near him, we are not able to help him. St. Francis of Assisi went there and asked this man, what shall I do for you? He said, I loathe myself. I am dirty. I am stinking. I loathe myself. You cleanse me. Offering a small prayer, St. Francis took a basin of water, took a piece of cloth and dipped it and with prayer he began to wipe his body. And wherever his hand touched, he was completely healed. Love of God that was from the cross was already in the heart of St. Francis of Assisi. As he was ministering to this man, he was totally healed. We have only one life, my dear friends. We have to love the Lord God with all our heart, with all our mind, with all our soul, with all our strength, and love ourselves and love our neighbor as thyself. May the Lord bless you with these words. Shall we look to God in prayer? Loving Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, and praise you for the joy of listening to your word. I pray for all these dear brothers and sisters, everyone who has been listening to the word of God today. Father, I pray that you may reveal yourself to them, O oh God, the great love that God has shown for us on Calvary. When he submitted Jesus, his only begotten son on Calvary to die for us instead of us. Help all these dear people to understand your love and teach them to love you with all their hearts, with all their mind, with all their soul and with all their strength and love them, let them learn to love themselves and love others as themselves so I pray that you may seal these words in the hearts of all these dear people. Let your name be glorified. 
I give you all the glory. I give you all the glory. Let me have the joy in serving you till the last breath. In Jesus' almighty name. Lord bless you this day and every day to come.